I'm your announcer, Joey Clams, and you're listening to the Genghis and Ragman Show, where a couple of metalheads talk about hard rock and heavy metal while drinking and writing craft beers from around the country. For two guys who are so metal, their doctors are licensed mechanics. It's Genghis and Ragman. Take me down to the depth through my calamity. Your touch is burning agony. I know I can't escape reality. I'm falling into you. My fears are taking control. As I'm sinking into this black hole. Guess what we got? We got a live show. We got Genghis and Ragman. The return of Genghis and Ragman. From the last return, yes. Yeah, well, there's been two in this year. This is number two. Nice. This, this feels like number two. There's no John. So, God, it's suddenly number one. <laughs> yeah, your favorite show of the year. No John. He, he still never recovered from my uh, European adventure where he was not able to go. Apparently, there was not enough money in the budget for McCheese to send him to Europe with me. So, good for me. It was a good trip. And uh, I would have been incarcerated. Probably still be over there. He's <laughs> happy. Yeah, you, you know how it is. So, Genghis, good to see you, my friend. It's been a while. And we have a friend. Uh, he's kind of a anomaly on the show. He's been on once. My friend Adam. What up, Adam? How's it going? Good. We are all pre-gaming prior to seeing Dream Theater, Devin Townsend, and Animals as Leaders. Uh, and there's another impasse shirt here in the Flying Saucer, here in the Sugarland area. Unfortunately, we're going to see them at Smart Financial, which I'm not a fan. You don't like Smart? What? 
I, I think there's there's not a um, God. I said it earlier. It's uh, a urine smell that you. Look yeah, it smells like urine. Very bad. Well, no, I look for that. No, uh, I don't think there's an intimacy in the uh, venue, and I don't think the acoustics are as good. I don't know. It's just, just it's a big open room, and I don't know. I mean, every other venue I'm in, other than say Toyota Center or something like that, yeah. it feels like more of an intimate gathering where this is like everything's so open and. Certainly, it's bigger than uh, like Bayou Music Center. Yeah, 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 it's totally. A great place to see a show. Actually, that's that's if you were saying intimate outside of an actual club, I think that's about as small as I can think of. Well, I'm thinking House of uh, House of Blues. House of Blues. Yeah, yeah. This show in House of Blues. Forget about. It. I mean, fucking amazing. But I mean, seven one three. I don't know if you've been there, but that's a really good venue. Uh, it's like a bigger version of Bayou City Center or Bayou City Place. Bayou Music Center. Yeah, yeah, that one. Bayou something. But, Adam, what's your thoughts on this smart financial? I've only been there once. It's, uh, it seems more like uh, not set up for these types of concerts. There's you can't, They don't have, like, a floor and everything like that. It's seated. But it's nice to have a seat and be in a nice air-conditioned place, especially today. <laughs> I get that. And I hear a lot of people see, like, comedy shows in there, and they're all like, it's so fucking awesome for a comedy show. But as far as seeing a, a band, unless it's going to be, like, ABBA or somebody going to sit down and you don't want to rock to the whole time, I get that, but as far as a metal show, we saw Slayer there, what, two years ago? Was it two years ago? I think so. And you remember you left your credit card somewhere, yeah, and you're like, fuck, like, I got to leave. Was that right over there, actually? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, you missed, you saw a little bit of Slayer, and then you're just like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here. I need my card. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I was the one who lost out, because that would have been a great show. But uh, Lamb of God, I remember, was really good. Oh, dude, they, they kill it every time I see them. Live shows are fantastic. Oh, yeah. I don't like I don't like them in the studio, though. Right. Yeah, we talked about that. But live, they kick ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I saw them with Killswitch last year, and they were amazing then, too. So I'm actually going to see them open for Pantera in the Woodlands. And then the very next day, I'm going to Dallas to see Metallica and Pantera at... AT&T Stadium, so that should be cool too. Pantera, so is it just Phil and bass player? Is that guy even? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Rex Brown and Phil. That's it. Is Zach Wild native Pantera? Not there. Pretty much. <laughs> so you have uh, Zach Wild and Charlie Bonatti. That's not bad. Yeah, so doing, I mean, doing a Pantera invitation. That's not bad. Yeah, it's Fotera. I call him Fotera. Would you check online? Go ahead. Kayla Kent, she's a guitarist on YouTube, and she is an absolute Dimebag Daryl nut. And she's like early 20s. She's like some, she, if you looked at her, you'd say she's like some nerdy librarian chick. You have no idea she's a metalhead. Yeah. But she plays, she's got like an old Kramer Explorer uh, guitar, and she plays, tries to play Dimebag Daryl shit note for note. And she gets pretty close. Oh, she's like a really good guitar, but uh, it's funny to watch her play and just be like all of a sudden, like ripping all this shit out. And she just goes on and on about how Dimebag is just the greatest guitarist ever. Well, I'm just curious to hear. I haven't watched any of the live videos of Zach doing it, but with the har- harmonics and stuff like it's that, it was like style. It's not yeah. that different. Yeah, really. And I mean, they if he wanted to play too. like that, he could totally play like that. 
Adam's looking around. I think he wants to order food. The, the chick finds me very attractive. I, I, so I could take my shirt off. If I took my shirt off, do you think she would come to the table? She sent somebody to the table, I think. <laughs> Not law enforcement. Wow. Okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. I do want to see the show. Plus, I have the tickets on my phone, so you don't want me to do it either. I want the people to know that they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad. The right to rock. Because you know how it is, you, you go to a local place to eat near where Conch is going to be, and you see most of the people there milling around, and you know by, of course, the hat or the shirt. Yeah. And Homeboy had a Caligula's horse shirt. You don't see a lot of those. I don't know them. Uh, Australian? Real super. Australia, mate. Frog band? Oh, they from Australia, mate. They're badass, dude. Are they? I've played them for you yet. Can we play a song? Do you know one right up? No. I just do DC. There you go. Our favorite. <laughs> when the moment comes to light the last of its eyes on you Leaving us no legacy but residue It's when you preach your promises like the filth was always there Like we were always dead
So, Adam, you were mentioning uh, while we were ordering pizza that there was uh, somebody very talented that we know in a big band uh, that loves Dimebag as well. Yeah, so uh, Ola England has a YouTube channel. He's the guitar player for The Haunted, and he's been on a number of other really prominent bands, and he's uh, very obsessed with Dimebag. He tries to get a lot of Dimebag guitars whenever he can, like actual Dimebag oh, really? guitars. Um, yeah, and uh, he's also done shows where they're doing, like, you know, it'll be uh, Dave Grohl on drums, him on guitar, as some like really famous musician doing Pantera songs and Dimebag songs, and uh, he's. Uh, I sometimes start laughing when he's doing Dimebag solos and stuff like that because it sounds so pitch perfect. Like, oh wow, yeah. Here are the show, Mr. G. What do you drink? Uh, the Inner Pass to Outer Space Number Two by Equal Parks Brewing, six percent. It's the IPA Rye. Okay. Why don't you give us a quick rating, smell, color, and then taste? I'm not sure, bro. Thanks. It doesn't smell all that much, but it what it does is pretty floral and nice. Yeah. Um, color, it's fairly clear, um, light. Kind of copper. Yeah, copper. Yeah. Is it malty? It's pretty or good. It? It's not too bad. It looks like it's almost like a, a very light amber. So what are we doing? Out of ten? Yeah, out of four. Out of four. Yeah. Uh, out of four, I would give this like a, a three out of four. Three out of four. All right, Gagus, what do you got, brother? Uh, I went kind of boring. I went Ghost in the Machine. That's not boring. That's a fucking... Well, in terms of just, it's not exotic sounding. It's like everybody knows Ghost in the Machine. But, you know, actually, when I was in Netherlands, this guy said they had a guest tap in Utrecht, Netherlands, that was Ghost in the Machine. And I'm like, fucking hey, dude. And it, it, he was a huge crap beer guy. Just He, he was a tap room manager and stuff like that. So, why don't you give a quick rating? Uh, Ghost Machine is just very, uh, very nice IPA. It's uh, got a nice, uh, very uh, fruity uh, scent to it. You know, grapefruit, yeah. classic kind of stuff, and a lot of citrus. Um, it's uh, you know cloudy as hell. You can't see anything through. Oh, yeah. You can't even see the light through that shit. Yeah, the monkey light. Yeah, would not even get through there. Exactly. But uh, nice little soapy lacing. It's uh, it's really good. I like it a lot. Even though I'm not the hugest IPA fan, but I'm slowly kind of coming around to them. I just oh, yeah. don't drink them very often. I'm impressed that you ordered that. So the uh, true truth is. Uh, 
the uh, taste. What do you think? What do you give it? A good taste. I would give that uh, out of a four. Yeah, I'd probably give it like three and a half. It's real good. Really? Yeah. I, that's a four for me every time, but <laughs> you're not as big into the hazies as I am. So yeah, I, I don't know enough to say right off the bat, that's the best. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't admit. For all I know, it is. I just I don't have a lot to compare it to. So, so I've got the Equal Parts Nutane, which is a hazy IPA, as you would guess. Uh, very uh, cloudy, kind of a pineapple juice. It almost looks like the Ghost of Machine. A little bit of lacing that's kind of staying on the glass. Aroma, kind of dankish. Um, looks rich and creamy. Let me just taste it. Very citrus forward, very creamy. Don't really get the dankness. I get more of that on the uh, nose than I do on the palate. So but, uh, I love this beer. So you know me, gonna give her a four. Hit the horns. All right, that calls for a song. So the opening band is Animals as Leaders. Uh, I know you're a fan because you've talked about them for years on the show. Adam, are you a fan? Uh, from what little I have heard of them, I do enjoy them quite a bit. So, Genghis, do you have a song in mind? I, or do we... Uh, I guess CAFO or however you say it. C-A-F-O. CAFO? CAFRO? CAFRO? But there's no R. I want to say CAFRO, though. <laughs> I can tell. He's jonesing for it. All right. A little animals as leaders. to Animals as Leaders because of Tobin Abashi? Tobin Abashi, yeah. He's an amazing guitarist, yeah. Yeah, he's phenomenal. So is he more, I don't, again, I don't know much about the band. I know they're great and very talented, but is he more of a bi guy or how would you describe his style? He's, uh, his real thing that he's probably most famous for is his technique is he's really percussive. Okay. He does this really cool thing where when he plays, it's like he, I don't know, it's almost like a flamenco player. So like he'll be like, wow. so because he goes eight string, he's got really low, uh, really good low end. In fact, when he plays, the bass player, often you can't, he, he, you wouldn't necessarily know he's a bass player. It looks like another guitarist because the way they have the guitars, you know, Tobin's going really low on a regular guitar and the bass player goes really high on like a six string bass. So they kind of cross over as far as sound. So they kind of share some of the stuff they do. And it's really kind of amazing to watch them play back and forth. But, um, 
but Tobin is really he does this thing where he's almost like he does a lot of slappy kind of stuff with slapping the, the bass with the thumb yeah but also too he does this cool like kind of da 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 oh, wow. really kind of like machine gun kind of a sound oh, but it just looks like he's barely just going like this but it sounds like da 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 so you get this really amazing percussive oh hell yeah fast little trill kind of thing that he does it's really cool look for it it's really like when you see it like that's a neat effect and a lot more uh, guitarists are starting to do it like even the kind of uh, polyphia type dudes because they do that real percussive kind of cool shit they yes. play with I, I recently kind of I saw polyphia last year at the So What Festival in Arlington and that guy is fucking amazing. He looks like a freak with the Tim Henson. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's strange and the dude. eyes. And yeah, but he plays like a motherfucker. Oh, dude, there there was a song they did with Vi. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Finding God or something. Like that. I can't remember. That name. Let's play it right now. Something with God in it. <laughs> yeah. God help me. Yeah, but it's, it's an amazing song. It's a good tune. Check it out. leaders and I am super excited about this and you and I before the pandemic as well as Adam saw Devin Townsend his last performance here but a year or is a year or two before on Transcendence that he played the same venue uh, Warehouse Live where I had a religious experience I was going through a lot uh, personally with my daughter and my ex-wife and a, a lot was going on and I don't, I can't, there's this, that show stands out to me as like one of the best shows of my life and that I felt so, I was so in misery and pain emotionally with what was going on in my life. I went to that show and I felt a relief. Like a catharsis, yeah. Yeah, just after the show I was like, wow, things aren't that bad. Wasn't that with Haken? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what kind of fucking show is that? <laughs> it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, was Haken on that one or uh, was it on Haken on Impact? Do you recall? 
I'm pretty sure that Haken was on the Empath tour. Empath tour that we were on. No, Transcendence. Transcendence. Okay. Yeah. Well, we know we went to two, right? Or did I think I've only. I think I've seen him a couple of times, but I think that time... Well, we saw him on Transcendence okay. at Warehouse, and then he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indian, Vishnu-looking chick. Indian girl with about four or five arms. Yeah. So she could jerk you off with like four or five different arms. Which would, who wouldn't like that? What else would it be for? <laughs> what else would it be? That was her only purpose in life. It's like, I need five arms just to do that. Uh-huh. Case is a party. She's from New York. Of course. Who isn't? <laughs> she could be Australian, mate. There you go. I don't know what to do with me arms. Oh, there's that little thing between your legs. I'll play with it. 2021, that was the show when we saw it? Yeah, yeah. So, Adam, uh, out of those two... Was it 2020? 2020. It was like two or three weeks before COVID took off. But that was Impact. That was Impact. So, what about Transcendence? Was that 2018? I I didn't do the Transcendence tour, I don't think, so I don't know what year that was. Because I was in Europe, I think. Oh, okay, okay. So, Adam is our resident Devin Townsend expert. Even though he may have made one or two mistakes on the show that he was on. We're not talking about that. Oh, okay. That was on Impact. But what about Transcendence? I don't know. That was the first time we saw him. Oh, okay. Then I just don't remember. But uh, yeah. yeah. You were with me. So that must have been the other time. Yeah. With the Indian. Impact was was like kind of a white cover type thing. Right. This one was just, it was progged out. It was amazing. Because Contortionist was amazing as well. Yeah. Oh, that, that, yeah, I bought the, a bunch of their shit after that. <laughs> I like contortions. They were really good. Oh, yeah.
have you seen Devin? Uh, I believe I have seen Devin uh, eight times. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So uh, once uh, or twice as strapping young lad, and then the rest uh, as Devin Townsend or his various projects. So, but are you more of a fan of the strapping stuff or the Devin solo stuff? I'm more a fan of the Devin solo stuff. Uh, I do love strapping. I love playing strapping. Uh, but, like, speaking of religious experiences, the Terria album, like, that was a religious experience for me. It changed the entire way that I, I think about music. And, in fact, I had a very embarrassing interaction with Devin Townsend where I said that to him. And after I was done, I was like, oh. <laughs> what was his reaction? He's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not suffering, Devin. <laughs> well, um, so what are you most excited about tonight, the show? I mean, you and I have had lots of discussions like Devin's ignoring the U.S., blah, blah, blah. We're not going to see him much. We have to go to Europe for it, blah, blah, blah. So what's your biggest expectation for tonight for the show, set list, what have you? Uh, I think that uh, I'm really excited to see that his kind of his um, he seems to be in very good spirits these days and I'm very excited to see what he's how he's gonna perform like what the band is gonna be like the set list and stuff like that but uh, he's uh, he seems to be in very good spirits lately and so uh, that's yeah I'm looking forward to that and if the set list from last night's show is anything uh, to go by there might be one song from the Terry album that I've never heard him perform before that would be amazing to hear him perform oh awesome man what, what's that song let's play it that is called Deep Peace and that is off the Terry album alright well Devin Townsend let's do it
right, Paisan. We hadn't seen each other in a while. I miss you. I'd give you a kiss, but it'd be weird in here. <laughs> and you're you're too scruffy for me now. Oh, sorry. And I'm a little scruffy too. You got the beer going. Shit happens. So, how you been? And uh, what are you into musically now? Is it? Uh, are you more into like old school stuff? Or are you doing more like more experimentation? Because I get on like you got me on this, uh, where I'll get on YouTube, and you put in enough songs. So it's like I kind of know what you think you're gonna like. Start yeah. suggesting new stuff for you. Yeah. So that's what I do a lot of the time, especially when I'm mixing a show and stuff like that. Like, let me listen. So there was a band uh, that. I think you might have discovered any given day, and they did uh, a fucking Rihanna cover, something about diamonds or whatever like that. Oh, okay. And they have a new song I played in a show on the Ragman Road series. Um, where uh, I was like, any given day, let me just check. I was like, fuck, holy shit. They can do covers, but they can do their own shit, and they do their own like shit while they was doing with Rush covers and stuff. Right, right, and that's kind of how we um, uh, we discovered them, and I. I met them and saw them live and they were amazing it's amazing yeah. so what are you into now what uh what bands i mean are you into newer stuff or are you listen to more old stuff or what are you doing I, th- I think it's newer stuff now uh the the whole youtube thing has kind of moved to spotify because i decided fuck it i'll just yeah. spotify because it's on like all my devices everywhere so i was like i want to just do that i usually take the path of least resistance but anyway I went and got an account, and so now I just said, you know, give me prog, and then it, it's, it comes up with the list. So I've discovered uh, the Paralydian Project, pretty amazing, Pineapple Thief, um, who else was I listening to? There's some really good shit out there, and um, I just keep replaying that stuff. <laughs> Threshold, I guess, getting back into Threshold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love yeah. Threshold. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just I, I kind of put that on repeat and just kind of just let it move through all that stuff. It's got some haking in there and stuff, so I try to mix it up. Nice. Yeah, and I, I kind of do that, too, but I'm into... I'm not listening to a lot of the older bands anymore. I'm listening to more newer stuff, as you and I have discussed. And I think in seeing bands like that, so I'm going to Dream Theater tonight, but Friday I'm going to see a band called Neck Deep that's pop punk. And a band called Real Friends that I love too. Cool. Newer bands, a lot of energy. So I tell you what, out of those bands, what? let's play something. Let's play a song. Sure. What do you want to play? Go with uh, Astral Liberation by Paralytian Project. Holy shit, that's a lot going on there. <laughs> Let's do it.
like that, dude. They sound kind of like, gosh, it's, there's some parts of it sound very dream theatery. Um, the guy, the singer, he uh, sometimes he sounds like I think it's Ted Leonard, right? The late singer from Enchant. Sometimes it's not like oh, him. Fuck. Sometimes he'll do heavier shit. He's, he's got a decent voice. He's not the the Brie level like badass classical classically trained dude, but he's a good singer. And this stuff's got a lot of good shit going on with a good trade off between the keyboardist and the guitarist. They do the cool uh, soloy shit, and uh, it's it's good. I'd never heard of him, but I really dig it. Nice. So Adam, you're on the hot seat. Adam just, he got bored. I was flirting with the waitress and uh, he got bored. So Adam, we're going to see Dream Theater after Devin Townsend. You're not a huge fan. Question one, will you make it the whole show? Question two, is there a song you kind of like? And question three, why are you not a fan? I don't know, what the hell is wrong? Yeah. <laughs> what the, the Genghis, ask, ask him that. No, I just did. <laughs> I don't think the mic heard you. He wants to know what the hell's wrong with you, Adam. So, Adam, let me know. Let let the fans know. What is your disdain for Dream Theater? Hey, uh, not sure if we'll make it all the way through the Dream Theater set. Two, is there a song I like? Yes, Pull Me Under. I, I like Pull Me Under. It's Let's play it. Let's play some DT right now. Yeah.
this the one where I disdain? Yes. I don't disdain Dream Theater. Uh, I actually like a lot of the music. I just can't get down with the vocals. Really? You, so he, he's not a fan of Labrie. Is it because he's too... Yes, yes. Uh, and it's not... I, I, I definitely understand why people like it, and I'm not going to disparage it at all, but it's just uh, it's just not my thing. I, I actually did have one album by them, and I enjoyed it. Um, I don't remember what album it is. It's the one that has Pull Me Under on it. Uh, but um, uh, I just I have not been able to get into it. Okay, yeah, because you're very proggy. Are a lot of well, he gets an extreme death. I mean, really heavy shit. That's cool. But uh, you have a good palate for metal. Uh, but I guess stream. Th- I mean, and again, it's not for everybody. You know, I know people don't like. They think Libri's too operatic, and I know people don't like Bruce Dickinson for his vocals, which I think he's one of the greatest vocals of all time, as well as Rob Halford. I don't ever hear anybody really bagging on Rob. And in an interesting way, I'm kind of that way with Devin Townsend. Devin Townsend clearly can sing, but it's a different kind of style than yes. I'm used to, so I'm kind of like, eh, sometimes he just sounds like, like oh, like, like, he's, like he's losing it. Yeah. And at the same time, I go, but that's actually really cool, because not a lot of people sing that way. So I'm, get, I'm getting used to it. I'm getting to like, like it a lot now. But yeah, you listen to his stuff, and if you're not used to it, you're like, what is he doing? I mean, I first heard of him on uh, Steve Vai's album, yeah. Sex and Religion, and I'm like, who is this guy? And it just sounded like a guy just really screams a lot. But the thing is, even if you say, well, he just sounds like a, like a young kid who's just screaming his lungs out, he does it melodically, so it's not that he doesn't have any talent, you know. So, so it's it's a it's a different style than I'd ever heard before that point, and now since then, and realizing that not only does he do that, that's just part of what he does. He also writes all this fucking music that's like yeah. intricate and amazing, and and takes turns that you don't expect, in even even in Prague, right? A lot of Prague, you're like, I know what Prague is because it kind of sounds like Dream Theater, right? So you kind of know it. They're going to do this funky shit for a while, and then go over here for a while. They're going to do keyboard. They're going to trade off with a guitar. It's like you're used to that because it's sort of the paradigm that sort of Dream Theater put in place. They kind of wrote the recipe for it. But Devin defies that and yet still is proggy and still his own identity that's really separate and unique. Well, some, that's pretty cool. That takes a lot of talent to pull that kind of shit off. Yeah, it's something that you, you and I have talked about for years is you do not respect like just the regular singer guy if he's not a true musician. If he can't play his, can't write music or if he can't play an instrument it seems like like David Lee Roth you like I love what he does with Van Halen don't have a lot of respect because he's that or Ozzy or I mean these big names you're like eh they're a voice whatever but you're more musically centered than rather than the vocals bringing a singer a frontman and a musician Right. You can be a singer and not necessarily a musician. Like, you don't know anything about music. You don't know how to write in it. You don't know how to read it. But if somebody comes up with a cool riff, you're like, oh, I can, like, scat over it. That's basically what David Lee Roth does. And he's like, let me throw some shit in there about chicks and, you know, and, and write about, you know, sexual innuendo. And, hey, I'm a lead singer for a band. And I'm like, eh, it fits and it works. It's totally Van Halen. But I'm like, it doesn't take a lot of talent to do that. You know? Yeah. So, so as yeah, I have a little less respect for that. Sure. I agree. So, Adam, what, what's your thoughts on that? As far as like a vocalist, is it? Does he have to be a musician, true and true, or is it more like? 
I don't know. I mean, Devin's the exception, right? Because he's badass. He's he's a musician, as well as being, you know, a, a great vocalist. But a singer guy that goes up there and sings, or even growls, even though you love the way they sing and growl, are you like, eh, they could do without him? So, what what are your thoughts on that, dude? Yeah, um, there's. I, I feel like I agree completely with Genghis. Like that, there's there's people that just go out there and sing their song and whatever. But then there's people that just turn their voice into another instrument that blends in with the music, and it's they're the they're even if they don't play the guitar, bass, or anything like that. They're using their voice in a way that is like mind blowing. I just think about Lorna Shore, which we I saw recently. Yeah. Like that dude, he has just different styles and he has different uh, different ways of projecting his voice that are just insane and so like he's not playing any of the instruments but he goes out there and he is it just blends in and, yeah I like Lorna Shore. We're going to eat, but let's play a Lorna Shore song. Do you have a song in mind? Yeah. Or To the Hellfire. Let's do it. Lorna Shore. We'll be back after we eat. segment here uh, so something when you come to an area before show there's a lot of people doing like wearing the shirts and stuff like that and you get some uh, fist bumps you get do love your shirt or whatever you know you're looking around so you kind of like judge the room you kind of know who's going to the show who's not going to the show and sometimes you're wrong sometimes you're right whatever so what did you I mean as far as concert etiquette I had a beer with some friends earlier and my thought is you don't wear the band you're going to see the night of that show you wear something to give you more street cred which Genghis and I have talked about this before so Genghis you're first what are your thoughts on like concert shirt etiquette 
There is no etiquette. Just wear whatever you want. Uh, I used to wear um, shirts that weren't about the band. It was uh, just a metal shirt. Like I got a shirt that says "Too much metal for one hand." It's got like the two. Yeah, I love that hands shirt. On it. Yeah, I used to wear that. Got a lot of you know compliments on it. So it's like because it, it basically you're just there to show. Yeah, I, I'm I'm here for a reason. Like I know what's up. I know good music. I'm proud of it. I, I'd love to tell everybody about it. You know, everybody should be a fan of this band or this genre or whatever. And that's to me, that's what it's about wearing the shirt. But you could wear a generic shirt. It's like I don't know, a Rolling Stone shirt or whatever. It doesn't matter. But uh, to me, this idea that you can't wear the one of the band is like well, what's the, that sounds arbitrary <laughs> like what does it matter if anything you're showing the band it's like yep I'm one of the guys I'm here I know I know your shit I've been listening to you I'm not just some guy I'm not the chick that tagged along with her boyfriend to be part of the concert I'm here because I know what's up I get that yeah so Adam what's your thoughts I have to agree. I feel like if you impose rules on people on what shirts they can wear to the show, you are decidedly not metal. That said, I actually haven't really worn shirts of the uh, band I'm going to see, mostly because I do want that credit. It's like, not only am I here to see, for example, Devin Townsend, I'm here, I also like the, this other band or something along those lines. Uh, the other thing, though, is that it's slightly different if you are the band wearing your own <laughs> shirts, uh, because there are a few band members that will sometimes wear their own shirts. And Iron Maiden does that. That seems a little weird to me, but uh, again, making that level of a judgment is bordering on not metal anyway, so I say wear what you're going to wear and fucking rock on. Well, I guess my question, so Iron Maiden, uh, Genghis and I are huge Iron Maiden fans, so when Steve Harris is out wearing the hockey jersey, is he basically advertising, go to the booth and buy this hockey jersey? No, no, I think he's proud of his own band. He's like, I'm part of this, I started this shit, and I'm proud of what we've done. It's like you go to a restaurant... And the owner of the restaurant's wearing a shirt from the restaurant. It's like, okay, why? Why not? Well, that's a little bit different, right? You, you got to kind of wear it. If it's, oh, well, maybe if it's so, I said tacos a go go, and everybody's wearing it. But, but, but maybe that's the what you got to wear. Yeah, about the guy that owns the place. It's like I started this. I, I don't have to. I can just wear a polo or whatever. It's like, but I'm as much of I'm as proud of this as everybody else is. I mean, the employees have to wear it. I get it. But my point is, I'd be like, yeah, of course I'm proud of this shit. I fucking started it. Like, I get that. I look at me, and in fact. I've got the sweet-ass, top-of-the-line hockey jersey that's $100 fucking dollars instead of the $30 shirts y'all are wearing. And I paid nothing, mate. <laughs> that's right, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm down with this. I wear this shit all the time. Yeah, I was actually going to think, I was thinking about uh, the classic example of Metallica and Jason Newstead. Like, he wore Metallica shirts, but Jason Newstead wasn't, a, like, one of the formers of Metallica. And so that was always, you give Jason a pass because he's just a Metallica fan like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I don't, I see some bands wearing their own shirts. And I'm like, are you trying to make me, when I was a kid, when I was younger, I'll, I'll tell you, the marketing for me in my brain was like, oh, fuck, that Nikki Six is wearing this Molly Crew shirt I saw at the Burr booth. Oh, I need that Molly Crew shirt. But it, it, as a kid, but now it's like, eh, whatever. You know, I don't care. I bought what I liked initially when I saw it and then done. 
Another thing that I, I find interesting now is when the bands make shirts that aren't black, right? Because everybody wears black to the shows and stuff like that. And I always remembered every time I went to a Devin show, he'd always have a couple of options that weren't black, and I'd always buy the non-black ones, even if they were super ugly, just because I wanted to be the guy not wearing the black metal shirt. Well, you know, my friend Shelby does that, too. He, and you know Shelby, Shelby will like... He'll go for anything but the black T-shirt. I go. I like dates. I like the dates on the back, like your wife Jen's wearing tonight with the Empath tour. I've always been a guy who's like, I kind of want to remember when I saw it, because the older you get, you're like, when did I see that show? We talked about that earlier with Devin Townsend. Even if it's not maybe my favorite design. But now it's, I've even kind of strayed a little bit more away from that, where it's like, I like that one. And I have some pea yellow shirts from bands, younger bands, uh, or newer bands, slightly younger, but newer bands where I'm like, it's different. I like that. You know, it's more like, I'm kind of like you now where I've morphed into, not everything's got to be black. So I'm, tonight I'm wearing an interval shirt that's gray, and I'm going for the street cred that it's a proggy instrumental band. They're like, oh, wow, I haven't got a compliment. May not. I don't give a fuck. But I'm like, hey, I know instrumental prog, or I know prog, right? Uh, but I put thought into it, which is stupid, because I told my friends earlier, I'm like, I was wearing a beer shirt. I was like, I got to go home and change. They're like, why? I was like, well, I got to wear a music shirt to a show. And do I do Merciful Fate? Because they were like, in my opinion, and I debated with them earlier, they were early prog but black metal black metal early prog and you and I have talked about this a lot in the early like the Oath that record there was some stuff that was very proggy on that record and I was like do I wear that or do I wear intervals alright we're going to do intervals right now dealer's choice had a few beers we had some food um let's do a few more songs before we leave so Genghis 
I tell you what, we have three bands tonight. We have Animals, we got DT, and we got Devin. And we played all three, but all three of us will pick a song from each band. So, who's up for this challenge? All right, I'm going to go first. Devin Townsend Stars off the Transcendence record. I love that song. I'm going to play as much as I can. It's such a killer song. I doubt he'll play it tonight, but I did see it maybe four years ago, live when I had my religious experience. And I was like, fuck me. So amazing. My daughter was in the hospital. My marriage was going to hell. But that show was just so special for me. So, Devin Townsend. several months so you do whatever you want to do sir but the palette for this music competition is all three any of the bands but if you want to do something different let's do it let's let's be different i will do something different because because before we, i pick i, I want to lead back to what what was said before and that is the idea that part of the idea of wearing a different shirt it's sort of like saying, hey, if you're fans of this music that we're here to hear today, you might try listening to one of these bands. And so it's sort of like saying, like, not only do I know this shit, but here's some other shit that not only do I like that's related, but if you haven't heard of them, check them out. So I've actually checked out bands that I've seen on people's shirts at other concerts oh, nice. and gotten into them because of it. So in that vein, I'll pick a different prog band. Uh, what I've been listening to lately is The Pineapple Thief. And I really like uh, this one song, Far Below, that's been in my playlist. All right. Well, pineapple beef. Let's do it.
All right, Adam, you're up. I just knew that dude that left. His name's Ali. He's going to be going to the show and then uh, going to Metallica with him. I just met the guy. So, weird fact. Adam, your turn. I'm going to copy off of Genghis and uh, do a band that is not playing tonight, and it is also a prog band, uh, And but... But the song that I'm choosing, Devin Townsend is a guest vocalist on. Oh, nice. And this is Arion Day 3 Pain. Oh, yeah. show here at the Flying Saucer here in Sugarland near the Smart Financial Center. We're going to see Animals as leaders, Devin Townsend and Dream Theater. So guys, thank you for listening every week. I appreciate all the comments, everything you say. It means a lot that you actually listen and give a fuck to hear me do my shit and uh, Genghis as well. This is the Genghis and Ragman show. Not a Ragman show. This is Genghis and fucking Ragman. We did it together. We made this fucking monster ship of something. We're crashing into the sun. Love you, brother. Good to see you, my friend. And Adam, thank you for joining us. So anyway, guys, before we let you go, we have to do something very special. We're going to give you three big holes. 
Ramzan. <laughs>